The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast for another episode. I'm Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford, and I'm here with Gene Marks from the Marks Group. Correct. Which is a small business. Yes. 10 people located outside of Philadelphia. So a uh, small business owner, and I also write in a bunch of different places about all the things that give me headaches <laughs> of running a small business. And he comes here to answer your questions every week. So please send us your questions. You can submit them in the show notes. You can submit them on the Facebook post. We'd love to answer your questions. If you want to give us your name and location and what type of business you have, that's great. If you want to do it anonymously, that's great too. We don't have to say your name on the air. Just let us know. And rest assured, if we don't know the answers, we'll just make them up. Yeah, exactly. So this week's question is about how to decide the right vendor to work with. So we are going to answer that question after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. And we're back. That was a quick sponsor message. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of those sponsor messages, yeah, you know? Yeah, we should make a yeah, long yeah. break. <laughs> okay, so this week's question... I think it's going to really resonate with a lot of people. And it is, quote, when talking to potential vendors, what sign should I look for to gauge interest and compatibility? Hmm. Unquote. So I'm going to take a stab at this and then Gene's going to give the real answer. So the things, the signs, Mm -hmm. if you're asking for signs, if I was looking to work with a vendor... I'd want someone who actually responds to my emails that would be and my nice. phone calls. Yeah. I know these are really basic, but I think a lot of times people overlook this kind of stuff in the beginning because they're excited to work with someone who's going to you know, do something for them that they don't have the ability to do in-house. Um, so I think really good communication in the beginning is very, very important. If someone isn't able to respond to you in the beginning... Once you pay them and they have like a huge project underway for you or even a small project, if it's really important to you, and then they're still not responding to you in a timely manner. Huge issue. I can't even, I, I wouldn't even want to be around Gene if someone did that to him. It would, and it happens it to would me. get really ugly. Yeah, it happens to me. Yeah, so you're saying responsiveness is a huge thing in a vendor. Huge. Because a vendor is your partner, right? Yeah. I mean, this is, and you're relying on them for core products or services that you're yeah. going to need in your business to turn around to your customers. And if they're blowing you off, that's kind of a yeah. problem, right? Now, what if you are the vendor? I just want to flip that around. Mm-hmm. If you are the vendor, like you pitch businesses, you know, come sure. use our business. Sure. So what do you tell your employees? Do you say like, you've got to be, you know, responsive within a couple hours, within 24? What is your rule? Yeah. I mean, our responsiveness is, it's not even a couple hours. It's right away. I mean, I, um, as, as a business owner, we know that we are um, impatient people. <laughs> and, you know, we expect to, yeah. to get service right away. We do that for our customers. So we give that message down 
um, to our employees. I will tell you another thing. Um, you know, as when I when I as when I'm looking at vendors as well who to work with, responsiveness rates like okay. extremely high yeah. on my list, and it's not necessarily price. A lot of people are like, you know, oh, if I'm evaluating a vendor, whoever's going to give me the best price is the person that I want to you know that I want to work with the most, and I I just reject that. I don't think it's a zero sum cost game unless you're looking at different vendors and the the disparities are really significant. Yeah. You want somebody who's going to respond to your requests. You need somebody that's going to be reliable. Um, maybe somebody that will work with you on payment terms or even better yet, give you terms if you pay early okay. or give you discounts if you if you have a you know a certain amount of volume that you're doing with that vendor. All of that I think is critical things when you're working with, you know, with a supplier. I also don't think that it's um it's anything wrong with always keeping your supplier on alert, you know, like always looking for other suppliers, always coming back to them. If you think you can get a better service or when price. When you say supplier, you mean vendor. Yeah, I meant okay. vendor. I mean, th those names are interchanged. But okay. I'm talking about like if you're buying inventory or something specific for your business um, and you're maybe getting it from this guy, but, you know, you find some other guy down you know, somewhere else that's, that might be offering a better thing. I don't think it's any. There's any harm in in having competing okay. vendors among so each other. So let's recap: potential <clears throat> signs you're looking for to gauge interest and compatibility, responsiveness, right. correct, willingness to work on payment plans, correct, or pricing, correct, and willingness to give you you know credit you know for or discounts if you pay earlier as okay. well. Okay. Okay. Um, and then also you want a vendor that's you know it, it's proactive. You know, they're, they're, they are proactive with you. Um, you want to make sure that you've got a relationship where people are staying as competitive as possible. So sometimes vendors just get sort of lazy and they expect, you know, your order to keep coming in for whatever like it you. is. <laughs> I don't. I mean, we're always looking for new work and I don't know, we're always, and we're always being, see, like we do um, technology services is what we sell. So it's not infrequent that clients are like, you know, I was talking to some other firm that does what you do and they said this and that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my, my attitude always is that um, if somebody's making a good suggestion, um, we're like super open to it. And I think that's good. I mean, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm um, confident enough in my ability to provide services that even if a competitor makes suggestions, I know that I'd, I'd be open to hearing what those suggestions are. I want what's in best interest of my clients okay. is what we want to do. Another thing I just want to say when we talk about vendors, a lot of times people say that, oh, they're a really good source for cash flow. Like, oh, don't get a loan from the bank, Elizabeth. Go and uh, you know, get financing off your vendor. Just stretch out payments. That. So uh, you know, stretch out your payments to your vendors. You know what I mean? I know they're asking you to be paid oh, in 30 days. Okay. Hold on to your cash payments, 60 or 90 days. You know what I mean? That's because a terrible thing to do. People do it all the time. It's like the story of my life because they use it for financing for their own cash but flow. But there are other small business owners. Everyone should be uh, you would respectful think. of each But other. it's not all the time. I mean, like I sell to a lot of larger companies as well. And you you, you can't even imagine. ask any business owner the games that large corporations play with their smaller vendors because yeah. they've got leverage over them. Um, it's sometimes it's very very frustrating to do. So I would never be that way with my vendors. In fact, I, I like to pay them early um, for a couple of reasons. One is I I don't mind getting a discount if they're offering, which is good. Yeah. But I got news: I rely on my vendors to provide certain software, hardware, contracted services. If I'm monkeying around with payments to these people, yeah. I mean, how would you feel if that oh, was? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh. and then I call and I need something in an emergency for a client and you're like this guy you know, has been playing around with me for the past couple of years i'm like i got other better clients to deal with okay. so i don't know, i think vendors are your partners suppliers are your partners you should be treating them with the respect that you would treat of a partner great all right so let's recap 
one, responsiveness, two, right. willingness to work on some type of payment plan. I think when you say payment plan, people think like, oh, I'm not going to get paid. But you're really saying discounts if you pay early. Yeah, right. Really working They can out be like somewhat flexible with you on pricing. Yeah. That's correct. And I get it if you're a small business. A lot of times vendors, they're going to be like, this is what it is. I, I, I get that when they quote your prices. But maybe flexible in like, can, we, can you get 45 days instead of 30 yeah. days to pay? Can you get a cash discount, like a 2% net 15? Or can you, um, you know, if you say to your vendor, listen, if, if I hit a certain level of sales, can we get, you know, a certain discount off the price of the product? So if, the, if your vendor's saying no, 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 no to all that yeah. stuff. I don't know. That's not like a great, you know, not, not a great sign of encouragement that they really want your business. It's not a great relationship. It's not a great relationship. And then don't monkey around with your vendors. You know, once you find good people that you're working with, suppliers of your inventory services, pay them on time, pay them early, you know, yeah. and treat them like a partner, like you would want to be treated. I'm telling you, long term, they are extremely important to your business. I mean, a lot of small businesses are vendors. They're playing that role, and then they also have vendors. So yeah, this right. should be a really mutual beneficial it's relationship. Funny that, yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. I Sometimes I get people that ring out payments with me, other business owners, and I think to myself, like, how would they feel if yeah. their customers were doing it to them? Maybe that is why they're doing it to me, because their customers are doing it to yeah. them, you know? But I couldn't agree with you more. It's um, These people are... Um, you're a small business owner. You should know what it feels like when yeah. you're not getting, you know, when you're not getting paid on time. Imagine how the vendor feels yeah. as well. We should talk about another episode. And we should mark this down is about um, how to do business with Big Co. You know, oh because, great, you know, okay. you know, I'm not only selling to Big Co. but also buying from Big Co. And there's a lot of companies out there that are looking to sell into big companies like Walmart and Target and whatever, um, or other large companies. And uh, how do you try to protect yourself? Yeah. So future episode, great. All right, we'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back with the word of brilliance. So I just mentioned Walmart, and that's my word of brilliance today is Walmart. Because recently, Walmart announced that they were testing out an entirely cashierless store in a location down, I think it's in Dallas. All right. So, um, and, and what they're doing is they're sort of following in the footsteps of, uh, of Amazon. Amazon has announced they're going to have like 3,000 cashierless grocery stores around the country. They've already got a few of them live in Seattle, and I think one they just opened in Chicago. So now Walmart is doing the same thing. Now, the Walmart store, a little different. Uh, same concept. You walk around, you pull items off the shelves, you stick them in your cart, you zap it with your phone. Okay. And then you've got payments set up and boom, you paid wow. it. So no cashiers. No, it sounds great for the consumer. Yeah. Walmart is putting people by the door to just spot check. Uh, purchases. That's what that's what they're asking to do. Uh, but you know, there you know, it's a customer experience thing. And let's can we let's face it, it's an overhead thing as well. I mean, we have to admit the fact that it's there's less employees that are involved. You know. Yeah. So here's my here's why I bring this up. Two things. If you are a small business competing against these big companies that are going cashierless, go and visit them and see what the experience is like, and then say to yourself, how can we? How can we? 
show that we are such a better service yeah. than what these guys are, right? How do we look for the failings in their cashierless, you know, operations that they're doing um, and think to yourself, like, this is a, this is a selling opportunity because yeah. you can go to the big box store with the, with the cashiers, but can you get the same type of service that you're getting from me? So visit and compare and come up with a strategy to compete now, against that. Can I ask a question about this? Sure. And this is something I've brought up before. Why couldn't a small business do that by just having point of sale systems on their employees' phones? Could agree with you more. So the 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 question is, is is you know it's not just the employees' phones, but why couldn't more small businesses have just self service kiosks? I mean, it's clearly what Walmart's yeah, doing and what Amazon's true. doing. You go into the I go into CVS stores. There's self service kiosks. We should be. Now, the yeah. biggest reason why is cost. Yeah. I mean, it's technology that you have to invest in. And yeah, but a point of sale system. So let's say I'm just making this up. Yeah. Let's say like you have a small retail store, you have five people working there. If they were all out on the floor walking around with their phones and could check people out like that, that's not that I agree. And there are many great point of sale systems like Ravel and Magento and Shopify that, that give you the, all the opportunity to put this stuff on mobile devices, tablets and phones, yeah. have your employees go. They all even set up you can set up the self-service kiosk as well. Um, I think for most businesses, uh, and I think most people, if you're watching, you'll agree, it's it, there's a cost to it, to doing that. And it is also a big disruption too. But about how much? <clears throat> okay, I'll tell you how much. Put you on the spot. No, it's okay. So the actual units themselves are in the hundreds of dollars. So maybe 100 okay. to 200 bucks that you would buy if you were to buy you know, a self-service, like a unit, okay? Even if it's a tablet, all right? Um, the apps, you're not going to put this on your employees' phones are going to be doing. It's got to be a store-owned yes. device. Yes. It's not going to be your employees' iPhones. So that there's a hardware cost to that. There's a software cost to that. And these software systems charge, again, hundreds of dollars a month per user, you know, to, oh, to get okay. yourself... okay. I didn't realize it was that. Oh, yeah. Expensive. And then there's a setup cost. Somebody's got to go in and do all... Because what do we know about doing that stuff? Somebody like me, like that's what my firm does some of that stuff. Um, not for retail, but other stuff. Yeah. You got to hire them to come in and do that. And then, Elizabeth, there is disruption. I mean, all of your employees have got to learn what to do. Yeah. If you've got an existing system, you got to, you want to migrate. Say you've got a new system with thousands of inventory items in, in QuickBooks. Yeah. And you want to migrate it all over to a new system. That's a real disruptive thing. So it's a headache to do. And I'm, but I'm glad you asked the question because if you're a merchant, um, you got to read the writing on the wall. I mean, if Amazon and Walmart are successful in what they're doing, it is going to create a wave of self-service retail stores around the country. And customers are going to expect those options when we go in to buy. And it could be off-putting to some of your customers if you don't have those options available. Yeah. So prepare. It's it's. You know, it's not that far out in the future, but maybe far enough where you can tuck a little few bucks away from, yeah. you know, and, and save up some money to invest in that technology. It's coming. It's coming. Cool. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll be back in a couple of days with our next episode. Thank you. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.